It's Monday on Daily Delivery. Michael Rand here, Patrick Royce here as well. Got plenty to get to today, Patrick, because, you know, for as much as mid-June might not seem like the hotbed of sports talk, the Twins, uh, the, 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 uh, the playoff race getting more interesting now. I don't even know if we call it a playoff race in June, but just the division, the structure of the division getting interesting. So I want to get into that here off of the weekend and what's coming up. we got to talk U.S. Open as well. Maybe a little Lynx basketball. They came up short again, an interesting game with some twists and turns right up to the end. But yeah, like I said, uh, twins at the jump here. Lose two out of three in Arizona while Cleveland wins two out of three against the Dodgers. Probably not how they imagined that weekend going in either direction. And now just a one game lead and, you know, weird again, trailing in the loss column as they get ready to play Cleveland here. And, you know, they've got a lot of games against Cleveland and the White Sox coming up here before the all-star break. But, you know, just what did you, uh, what did you make of the, uh, what did you make of the weekend and kind of where they sit now? Cause it's, you know, it's kind of slipping a little bit here. They, 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 did, they got through that ALE stretch just fine, but Cleveland's just been so good lately. They, they've caught up to them. Yeah, uh, they've. Uh, I think Cleveland's won either sixteen out of twenty-one or seventeen out of twenty-two, or something like that, against the Dodgers. Uh, you look at the lineup; you don't really know how the heck they're doing, except for Jose Ramirez, who might be a candidate to be the MVP right now with all yes. the RBI he has. And uh, they—he was one guy that Cleveland decided to pay the money to. They gave him a contract uh, early this season, a lot of money, and. Uh, I don't know. They got the they got the wily old manager. Uh, he relies on his uh, starting pitchers to give him quite a few innings. Uh, I see, you know, Bieber's coming back from a year off of Tommy John, and the other day I had one of their games on, and he was up to 115 pitches, and he was still in the game. Uh, so Fred Cotabat, he's just a little bit old school. But uh, when he's, you know, he's pretty much missed the last two years in a lot of games because of health and stuff like that. But he seems to be healthy and engaged. And, uh, you know, the, the G-Man, maybe they're taking great pride in their new nickname, the Guardians or something. But uh, I, I don't think, you know, if, if the Twins were going to be uh, fighting for the uh, division title, you thought for sure it'd be with the White Sox and and nobody else. And uh, I think a lot of people thought Cleveland was, you know, the Detroit had spent some money and Detroit thought they were going to be right. uh, around 500 this year and that uh, Cleveland might be a fourth place team, but uh, they're, you know, they're playing good. And, uh, and our fellas are, extremely erratic particularly uh hitting wise aren't they i mean they yeah the the middle game down in arizona they just they look great to hit the ball all over the ballpark but beyond that you know you get shut down twice what is it madison kelly they can't get anything going against him and uh i don't know i don't i i've been telling you how long i don't like him that well no no i uh uh I said uh, last night on Twitter, I said, uh, you know, that, uh, it, it, you know, the, the, it, it wasn't that much fun when they were first. They, they didn't give us that much fun when they were in first place uh, by five, six games. It's just they've been erratic all year. And uh, that's baseball. Being erratic is, is a part of the deal. But 
I just don't know about this team. They miss Polanco. I hope that back thing doesn't, uh, I, you know, I almost wrote a column about 10 days ago about how he was their only warrior. I'm glad I didn't buy that one. <laughs> well, he's now missing time with a bad back. So I wrote a blog post about six weeks ago like that. So you're, you're fine. I'll tell, I'll fall on that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, and he is that kind of guy. So he must be, uh, right. you know, they must have begged him not to play. I don't know. This, this, how's this? Like I bring it up again. I mean, they got Joe Ryan back and we'll see. Uh, I don't think he's Nolan jr. Like a lot of the twins fans thought he was for when he had a few good games in a row, Chris archers, eh, he's been better, but he was bad yesterday. Giving up home runs. That's just, I don't see how they get to the finish line with a pitching staff like this. I just don't see it. I mean, uh, and the bullpen, yeah, you know, Theo Barr comes out and gives up a grand slam yesterday. If, you, if he's having to face a right-handed hitter, he's, he can't get anybody out. So, uh, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, I, I, you know, the, the, we, we were saying all along that, uh, you know, they were in first place because nobody was chasing them. But uh, now somebody's chasing them, so we'll find out. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake for 24-7 gaming, fun restaurants and bars, and luxurious hotel rooms. And join Club M to bask in the rewards. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. It was funny, Phil Miller on the podcast the other day saying, you know, it's a shame that there's not, there doesn't seem like there's going to be much of a playoff race this year. And now all of a sudden it is tightening up. And to your point about Cleveland's starting pitching, they you know, they've been reasonably effective, but more than anything, they're giving them innings. They've Cleveland still played six fewer games than the twins yes. this year. They've, they're still beset by that. They're actually two games up in the loss column. The twins are four games up in the win column. Um, but Cleveland's starting pitching in six fewer games has thrown 22 more innings than yes. the twins have. So that's, that's basically like an inning a game that they're getting more from their starters than the twins are. So that's, that's interesting to me. And also, I, uh, to be more precise from what I said at the beginning of the show, um, twins have eight against Cleveland and seven against the White Sox before the all-star break. So the next, you know, 27 days, 28 days, uh, 15 of those games against either Cleveland or Chicago. So that, uh, that'll tell you a little something right there. Yeah, it will. And, uh, uh, you point that out when the, when the Yankees were here now with those five guys and the twins knocked all them out of the games, but the Yankees came into that series. Atterbury actually told me this. I was talking to him. He's a good numbers guy. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. I was talking to him and the Yankees bullpen had 55 fewer innings than the twins bullpen when that series started. So, uh, you know, that's, you rely on the, you rely on your bullpen much more. And, uh, and now, uh, now starting today, God bless America. God bless America. 13 pitchers today on 13. And I don't care how much Rocco whines. I'm fully in favor of the having the 13 pitcher limit and start stretching some of these guys out. And, uh, you know, when Griffin Jackson comes in and has an eight pitch inning, you don't have to hook them. Guardy and I used to argue about this all the time. He used to always say, I had to use my whole bullpen. And I'd say, no, you didn't have to use your whole bullpen. You could have used two instead of four, but you chose to use four. Right. So now you're, you know, you could have pitched these, you know, when you're behind, 
trying to catch up. You could have used guys two innings apiece, but you use them one apiece and then tell me you use your whole bullpen. You don't have to do it that way. And uh, they, they got to realize that once in a while, you got to get two innings out of some of these relievers. And you also have to, uh, uh, I, I almost had a uh, chest pains the other day when he sent Dylan Bundy back out for the eighth. I thought <laughs> somebody, somebody check Rocco. He's got desert fever or something. <laughs> Bundy, poor red faced Dylan go out there for the eighth inning. So Maybe he was practicing for when they uh, only have 13 pitchers, but I don't know. Very, uh, very erratic team. And it's uh, so far, I think a lot of it being their best player takes two games off a week, at least. Uh, uh, Correa gets days off for no reason. Uh, They got that stumble bum playing first, the Miranda. There's just a lot of things that, uh, that aren't lovable about this team, even though they've been in first place and we might've seen the best they got. Uh, yeah. This, that might be the best they got. I don't know. They're just, uh, it is funny though. Cleveland will be in town for three and, mm-hmm. and they won't draw anybody. Because, I no. mean, there's no, there's such a lack of appreciation for the competition and the division. That's one thing we can look forward to next year, less games against the, yes. Uh, Four teams in the division, and I think three, four less games against each team. Yeah, I think they so, play four, 14 each against the Central next year. So five less, so that's uh, 20 less against the Central. We can look forward to that next year. But uh, yeah, I admire uh, Cleveland a lot, and uh, you know the way they they don't spend, but they keep coming back and figuring out some way to do it. And uh, they had all those great teams in the sixties. They couldn't win a world series. Uh, They should have won one. They couldn't win a world series. And they had that lineup that was just fantastic. And, uh, and, but they, they've hung in there pretty much for 20 years now. They've gone down a couple of times, but not that often. They just, uh, and what's amazing is, you know, Falvey and how many, people have been hired out of the Cleveland brain trust to run other teams and things like that too. So they've, uh, they've had a good organization and, you know, they'll, they'll come in here and you'll have to, uh, you'll have to try to beat them with four runs, probably three runs maybe because they don't give up a lot of runs and they somehow piece their bullpen together. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's, uh, but I still, uh, you know what? The White Sox, they got to get it together here eventually, don't they? I mean, they can't play like this all year. Although Moncada got hurt now, but uh, I, I still think they're going to win the. You've allowed the White Sox to stay close enough. Yes, they're still probably going to be the team that wins it. I would think. Oh yeah, they're still. I mean, they're five back. They're thirty-one and thirty-three. But yeah, there's but there's almost a hundred games left in the season, so there is time for uh, time for that and they do seem like they're gonna they're not they're not done i don't think in the division and they, they seem like they're any, any team in win now mode is probably gonna you know even if they're not setting the world on fire by the deadline you could see them making a deal or two as well to try to jump start that thing and, and get it going but somebody mentioned this to me on twitter though that you know games in hand aren't as beneficial in baseball as they are in hockey <laughs> yes know? Cleveland has six games in hand. I don't think, yeah. which means a lot of double hitters. That's what that. Yeah, means. that's uh, true. Uh, 
Uh, you would get the extra pitcher for a doubleheader or so. Why don't they let Archer pitch a little bit more now? I just kind of assume that the start of the year it was because you know he's still he's still trying to yeah. get him healthy, uh, you know, try to kind of come back. But he's like four he innings almost every yeah, time. He's again, anytime he wavers at all, they hook him. But he, I think, he get to the sixth his last start, didn't he? Uh, he's think... pitched. He's never pitched more than five full innings. I don't know if he made it into the sixth in one of those and he got taken out, but. Every other start has been four or three. Um, yeah. So 13 yeah. starts, 52 innings this year. That's four innings per start. That's a that's yeah. just a tough way to go. You got to get five. You got to get, you know, 15 outs from your bullpen every time Chris Archer starts, even if he's been relatively effective. Like, can't you stretch him out a little bit more by now? Yeah, I, uh, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's just he's, he's going to have to look at life differently without. I'm sure they'll be bringing in poor Toby Gardner won't have the same pitching staff one day uh, over there in St. Paul. I'm sure they're going to be bringing in more and more guys and shuffling them back and forth, but uh, uh, because of the 13 pitchers, but he's going to have to look at life a little differently. He's going to have to push these guys a little harder. That's for sure. It's his starters and uh, you know, Archer's, you know, the fact that Archer's made all his starts is, uh, is, is pretty astounding. But again, that, you know, 52 innings is a, is a good reliever for, for a, a guy with 13 starts. It's, yeah. it's that just doesn't work and too much. They just relying too much on a mediocre bullpen. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and they, they got it lined up right for this series. At least looks like it's got Joe Ryan on Tuesday, Sonny gray Wednesday, and then Smeltzer Thursday. I mean, arguably those have been their three most, effective starters this year, right? I mean, when you were, my Ober was okay when he was healthy and they still got to <laughs> wait for him to get back, but you know, there's just not a lot of, you know, not a lot of help waiting, uh, you know, maybe winder oh. at some point, but it's just, you know, that's, that's probably the best you're going to do. And that's, you know, if there's does, that, one, does that scare anybody? I it should. The one great uh, failing of this organization since those guys took over in uh, 2000, November 2016, is they have not developed starting pitching. Where the hell are they? All these guys, they've drafted all these guys, they've told us about all these guys, and none of them make it here. Canarino was their big guy a couple of years ago. They got him pitching two, three innings, and he starts down in Wichita because uh, he had arm trouble last year. Uh, these guys aren't here. None of them are here. It's, uh, you know, Winder and, and Joe Ryan, they traded for and, and Winder was, you know, he's 26 years old. Uh, and you're looking at him. I mean, it's, it's, none of their, they have not developed pitching at all. And, uh, that was supposed to be the calling card for Falby. So that's, you know, that to me is a great failing of this organization in the six years, these guys have been in charge. Yes, I agree with that. Well, it should be. It's, I mean, that all that said, this is still a first place team, thirty-eight and thirty. They're playing an interesting series. First place on the line, Cleveland could leave town tied or even ahead if they get a sweep in this one, or the Twins could put a little bit of distance between them if they can manage to, you know, win this series or sweep it. So. Better than the alternative of 2020, which was, of course, um, yes. no Disaster. no baseball talk by now, or at least not any real talk, except for what are they going to do at the trade deadline? I will, I will be interested to see what they try to do in the other direction at the deadline this year, because 
You know, it feels is, like feels like this was never really meant to be a year where they were going to be necessarily ultra competitive, but then they signed Correa, and then you're like, okay, are they kind of going for it? So I don't know. I don't know what kind of mode they're in right now. No, this is my favorite time of year, though. You get that. Uh, you get about almost a month of no football. I uh, love that. <laughs> I uh, I love the fact that uh, we don't have to read about the Vikings for a month. Uh, my. Uh, uh, the, the preoccupation of our lives, uh, you know, with football mini camps and then training camps and all that stuff. I've, I've really gotten out of that mode. I think since they left Mankato, it's like to me, it's a, you know, Hey, are you going to Mankato? You go down there, you see a bunch of people and then blah, blah, blah. And see how the town's jumping and hopping and, uh, and uh, see that now, now they're out there stuck out in Egan. Who gives a damn? You know, it's uh, it's uh, I, I like this time of year because we don't have to see anything about the Vikings for a month. So, yes, it does. Uh, it does make things a little bit easier as well. Um, Patrick, that U.S. Open, let's switch gears a little bit. That was awfully good. I don't know how much you watched on the weekend but i watched quite a bit of at least most of the back most most of that most of the final round yesterday at least the back half when it was getting close and boy matt fitzpatrick hit about five shots that i was like what that how to do that the putts he was bombing in from where he was i mean it was it was nice to see a final round of a major where it was one because somebody played really it was like two guys who played pretty well and one guy who just made a lot of amazing shots including that shot out of the sand on 18 to uh, to rescue his par on 18 yeah it was uh it's that you know it's amazing the kid won the what the u.s amateur there right do you want to see at the same golf course here's what astounds me if uh you know you got guys hitting uh shots where god never dreamed you could hit uh, you know the the they there's no long irons anymore in golf it does not exist and it's all can you hit it in the fairway and and you know and then whatever you do with your wedge shots and uh you know or or eight irons or you know once in a while but if you can really get the greens firm really get the greens firm and then just grow cabbage on the sidelines to make them hit it straight it's amazing how these courses can still defend themselves. This course was built in what, 1890 or something sure. like that laid out. I, I was there uh, for the Ryder cup in 99 and the greens and the tees are like Minicata. They're right next to each other. You know, there's, it's a, uh, it's an old time golf course where you, you finish the 17th, you finish the 14th hole and you walk over and the greens 15 feet away sure. from you. And they, they've changed that to some degree, but to have an old, to have them be able to do enough, these old golf courses to defend themselves. If, you know, the best thing that happens is if you don't get rain, right? If you don't get the course soft, right. if you make the course hard, I mean, that firm and hard and what I mean is firm. Yes. So that also, if you hit, you hit the ball, not, you don't have to hit the ball in the fairway. You got to hit the ball in the middle of the fairway. Otherwise it'll run down and get into the, into the grass. Uh, you know, a little bit of a crown on the fairways and stuff like that. They can still defend themselves if they can really make the greens hard and firm. And if you don't hit it 
within five feet of where you're trying to hit it. It might run off here or there and everywhere. So I, I was proud of the old golf course. That's what I was proud of that. They made them, that they made it so dang tough that, uh, these guys, uh, even, even with the, even with the 320 yard drives, they, uh, they, they, what, what four under, right. Didn't he want to six? Five. I think six was the winning score. That's, that's a six. Okay. But six is but, a, six is a good major final US, score, right? Well, except at Augusta, you know, yeah. Augusta, Augusta, you know, the reason Tiger Woods might someday still have a chance to poke his head into it at Augusta is they don't have any rough. You yeah. got to hit it into the woods to be in trouble. They don't have any rough when they grow rough and he has to hit it straight, straight. And we're never going to see him again. Uh, I don't think we're going to see him anyway, but uh, you know, Augusta is the Augusta is majestic. And they, every time they come back from a break, they right. talk like they're in the middle of God's, you know, acre, but it's the easiest of the major courses. And uh, you know, when, when they set up the PGA course tough, like they did Southern Hills and they set up this course tough and they don't get a lot of water. They can, they can make it tough as hell. And this, this guy is, uh, I'm sure that the, I'd like to see the London papers today. This is a, this was for the glory of man that uh, Fitzpatrick won. <laughs> I was, I was coming back from Valderrama when the, uh, when the Europe's beat the U S in uh and we were in London for a day coming back. My wife and I was over there and uh, it was like we had conquered Nazi Germany again. It was unbelievable right. when wrote the papers. It was like Churchill had come back. And uh, and uh, so I can imagine the glory they felt for this Fitzpatrick kid. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's it fun. And uh, we got to get now that we got to live. And everything else, you're gonna have to get you're gonna have to get rid of you to a pretty whole new group of uh, players, don't you think? I mean, it's uh, you know your 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 stars now are you know, Dustin Johnson's not gonna be a guy here. No. He, he can still compete and stuff like that, but uh, uh, I mean, it's a it's a strange new world we're watching in golf, and I guess Matthew Fitzpatrick went in the U.S. Open as part of that. Yeah, Zalatoris was good but there was a big swing i think eat a what? sandwich <laughs> give that guy a sandwich. give that guy a big mac or some damn thing he weighs hundred. he makes you look fat <laughs> he's not but you're right he's not big but yeah none of these guys are yeah these guys are pretty how about though that he can hit it like 320 oh it's unbelievable yeah i can too like <laughs> just to just give me two shots and i'll get it to 320 yeah, yeah but what i'm saying is it's all you know we always thought oh he's a big strong guy right yeah, well, if you do everything perfect and you have a perfect swing, I mean, Rory proved that for years right? as far as anybody. And he's a skinny little guy. And uh, it's, but it is incredible to me that this guy, he, he, he could be back to back here, you know, Zalatoris, he could be, have one of two of them in a row. Right. Nope. Right. So, and he, yeah. there was a big swing. I can remember if it was like 14 where it was, where, Fitzpatrick made like a 35 footer for birdie yeah. and then Zalatoris missed a par. I think it missed a par putt and it was also oh, yeah. got up to, but then it got close again. Cause Zalatoris came right back, made a birdie, I think on the next hole. And 
I thought that thing was going to a playoff. And when he put that thing in that tough fairway bunker on 18 and then, you know, looked like that's, that's bogey territory right there, but he just, he went for it. And he, I mean, just, just an unbelievable shot. He said, it's one of the best shots I've hit of all time. I'll be honest. I've really struggled with fairway bunker shots all year. I'm a fast player. When I look back on it, it all happened so fast. Natural ability just kind of took over. I just played the shot and it came out kind of a, a squeezy fade and it was amazing. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. And uh, you know what? The other thing, you make 35 putt puts, putts there. Uh, you got to hit it hard enough so that uh, if you miss it, it's going to be eight feet probably. <laughs> so uh, right. coming back, I mean, those degrees were so fast that, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it was uh, fun to watch. So uh, good, good for him. And yeah. Uh, you know, good for golf, and I'm glad the live boys all. Fought. I was going to say, poor <laughs> Phil, huh? I'm, I don't feel bad for him, but uh, he's uh, he's going to have a tough road ahead for him, isn't he? Yes, he is. Well, he's you know the, the funny thing is he should be playing with the seniors. It's probably all over for him as far as uh, you know. But and this live tour with only 48 players, you know that somebody reminded me. I guess maybe we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. These guys are going to all be playing. It's going to be the same guys in every tournament. You yeah. know, they got 48 guys. They're going to be the same guys in every tournament. They won't have Matthew Fitzpatrick popping up and these guys. It's, you know, the hell with them. I say the hell with them and let, I sure hope the world golf rankings doesn't let them in. You know? Yeah. They're applying for it, right? I think I saw that. Yeah, they're, uh, they're probably going to file suit if they don't go to world court or go to the hog or something. The Hague uh, for uh, <laughs> what a bunch of asses. Uh, and, uh, you know, the whole, the whole concept of the, this is the 48 team field every time they play and they're only going to play 54 holes. That's the other thing when they, they should tell them, no, you're not in the world golf rankings because you're playing a 54 hole tournament and men's golf is 72 holes. Okay. Chumps. That's the way. It <laughs> chumps. I like that. You, you, know, get, you don't hear a lot of chumps these days. You don't hear chumps anymore. You don't. It's a good way. It's a good word. It's a good word. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been spending a lot of time, uh, and this is a different connotation, but it's not a harsh word, but the word that really got phased out that was the big word of my youth, dink. You know, you yeah. guys think is, uh, yeah. that kind of disappeared. I've been trying to bring it back. Yeah, bring it back. Yeah, that's I'll my, help you. I'll that's help you. my ultimate uh, slang. Somebody, he's a dink, you know. <laughs> so it works so, for me. Yeah, it's, just a, it's, it's like a... It's like it's it's like such a a mild but purposeful <laughs> right. jab at somebody to call them that, right? A dink. You just like this, you know. It's like it's like insignificant, but just like just go away. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyway, so you're. Uh, uh, I tell you, the worst thing about this live is what it's going to do to golf tournaments like Hollis's, though, because about about twenty of those guys would have been in. Uh, about 20 of those 48 guys would have been up at the 3M Open. So yep. I'm sure he's out hustling and trying to get some people to show up. Uh, you know, Dustin Johnson showed up twice. Of course, he couldn't wait to go home. Last year, he hit it in the water on 18 on purpose, so he couldn't make the cut. So <laughs> he go home. He had his private jet out there warmed up uh, when he was on the 18th tee. How far do I have to hit it to hit it in the water? And so I don't make the cut. So um, anyway. <laughs> He's, two uh, more doesn't want to spend two more days in Blaine. Um, a yeah. um, couple more things and we'll get out of here. Your uh, Minnesota United lost yesterday after a long layoff and the Lynx 
lost again, Patrick, a better effort, 96, 95. Um, Jessica Shepard had a monster game. I think 22 points and 19 rebounds, but I, you were watching. The, uh, I saw it was a record for the WNBA for rebounds for a player who didn't start. Wow. 19 rebounds, the most ever. And, uh, but, uh, she uh, didn't know what the score was. Uh, yeah, the last the last two points came uh, in a rather unfortunate fashion. 96-93, and there's five seconds to go, and they get the ball back, and uh, she hits a nice little nine-foot runner, but unfortunately, they're three behind. And uh, and uh, Cheryl uh, didn't uh, rip her after the game, which uh, kind of surprised me. I, I don't know. Uh, were we mad at the officials this time? Did they uh, cheat us in any way? Do we uh, I don't Usually two if uh, we lose, but that's got to be the best game they played. Vegas is thirteen and three, yeah, with with Becky Hammond uh, coaching them. So, uh, and uh, yeah, I think they're drawing some people out there. They, I, I'm not sure where they're playing, but uh, they they got some arena and they got an owner who's really involved and they trying to put the, the powerhouse Vegas uh, WNBA team together. And uh, right now they got the best record and. Uh, yeah, I, all our we were fifty to thirty nine at halftime or something like that, right? The uh, yeah, the 50, yeah, we're up by eleven or twelve at halftime, but uh, yeah, one of those years, and we haven't had one of these. Uh, well, the year before uh, Maya got here, they didn't make the playoffs, but I don't think uh, this is this is the first time they've been really bad at the standings in a long, long time. So. Yeah, it is. It's just, it's, we're just unaccustomed to it. You're uh, back to the point on officiating. I don't see any quotes on it, but the aces did have a 17 to six edge in free throws. So I bet we weren't happy about, uh, about that, but uh, yeah, uh, I'll tell you one thing. We give them more pub than they, we gave them more pub in the paper when, than when they were winning titles now. So we were certainly covering them, trying to uh, give them all the uh, support that the, uh, that the uh, Star Tribune can muster even while they're having this god-awful season. So, and Meanwhile, I got to do a little soccer tirade, right? Let's go. Let's do it. So yesterday I'm, re- I'm watching. Everybody finally played this weekend, right? And then, yes, they've been and off then, for a few weeks, I think. Happened. Yeah, this is the dumbest thing of all time. You shut down for three weeks uh, in the middle of the summer. That's when you want to play games, right? But yeah, uh, typically, yeah. We got a, the international window, so load could go play with his team in Finland or some damn place, and uh, which is stupid. But I'm looking at the scores. This is Saturday now. Everybody's got one or zero. One. There was like there was. For 10 games, three teams had two goals. Okay. 17 teams had one or zero. What these guys have played 16 games and they got 17 goals, I think. <laughs> okay. 16 games, 17 goals. You should be 0-16. Get a goal for God's sakes. How could the play be that rotten that you can never get a goal? I think, you know. It's ridiculous. Must be really Nobody good defense. Scores. Must yeah. be really good defense. Must be really good defense. 
I don't know. I get, the field's too long. Let's shorten it. Long. Yards. You get down there quicker or something. Nobody scores anymore. Is it the league? Is it the lack of talent in the league that nobody gets any goals? I look at the, you know, the English scores once in a while, and somebody's got three once in a while, three or four once in a while. It happens. You get one or zero. What the hell? Who can watch that? How could you do it, people? You can't drink that many $14 beers to enjoy this when you know your home team. Oh, God, we got a bad break. We scored a goal and we didn't win. You know, you know I watched when I was a kid on cable, there was a lot of MISL, Major Indoor Soccer League. Yes. And that was like, I was like USA Network or something carried it. And you know, we didn't get that many channels at that point. You know, nobody did, but in Grand Forks, we certainly didn't. And yeah. I remember watching a lot of those games, and it would be like nine to seven because it yeah, was like wow. was, they had the boards up. You know, you could kick it off the boards, I think. And it was the the net was smaller, but it was like you know, it was you know, basically in like a hockey rink, so it was that small. You just running up and down the field. It was like offense every. It was like a fast break on every play. It was great. I mean, I I like <laughs> I like soccer. I, I like you know, I like. I like field soccer too, but uh, those those games were fun. I'll t- I will I will give you that much. I remember what we had the strikers here in the late eighties. When I was still in St. Paul, I know that the, the strikers came in. Their kicks left. Kicks had that one one indoor season, maybe two. Yeah, and they played outdoors. And then the strikers came in. The Robbies brought the strikers in uh, Fort Lot. They'd been in Fort Lauderdale. And they were, they played outdoors at the Met. I played indoors at the Met for a couple of years and can't remember who it was. A PR person for the strikers was a, you know, a person I knew. I can't remember who it was, but uh, called me up and said, Hey, we got to get you out here for a game. Uh, we got to get you out here. I said, you know what? I'm doing you a favor. I'm not coming out and watching any games. And, you know, you got good luck to you. I don't comment on you. I don't, if I come out there, I'm going to regret what I end up writing. So <laughs> you just enjoy yourselves out there and feel pleased that I'm not showing up to any games. I'm doing you a favor. Okay. <laughs> They're just, uh, and I'm doing the loons. Of I've been over there a couple of times. I haven't been out there for two years. I don't think now I just, you get there and what's, what's going on. Nobody's going to score a goal. It's going to be one to zero or one to one. And uh, you know, at least, when the uh, other guys were here, the kicks, right? We got penalty. Yeah. Kicks. We got penalty kicks, right? Yeah. The times were settled with kicks. The, uh, yeah. When the, when the kicks were here, they had we had penalty kicks every game. I always said you should start the game with penalty kicks, and then whoever ended up, you know, then that team's ahead. One that whoever. Did. So if it ends up in a tie, <laughs> you've already won the game, but assure the crowd that they're going to get to see penalty kicks. Cause that's the only thing you can watch anyway. So <laughs> I like it. Um, I, uh, I, I'm down. On, I've, I've, I've made a lot of fun of it. Then I kind of made peace with it. Cause I, you know, well, I covered the world cup when it was here with Zagoda and I both went out here and there and it was kind of fun because you get to see the crowd and how the, the fans and from different countries and how, into it they are but the game itself you know come on somebody get three goals what's wrong with three let's you know let's play to three instead of one for god's sakes 
now so that we got the soccer now that, now we got the soccer crowd all fired up probably a good time for me to mention that i think on tomorrow's show we'll have uh former u.s men's national team standout kobe jones on uh on the show. So now that we've got the soccer crowd all ready for, uh, for that, Patrick, well, uh, I thought, thought I should mention that promo. What's he plugging? He, uh, he was out. I uh, went out Friday. They've uh, MLS all-star game is here in a couple oh, months. Really? They were doing, uh, doing kind of a skills oh. thing out there for kids. And uh, he was, uh, he was in town for that. It's kind of a traveling thing. So he was good. He's interesting. That'd be a good world, one. How come we didn't get a world cup game? How come we didn't get any World Cup action? They I don't think we're. I don't think we have a big enough outdoor stadium. A lot of these things are at. Uh, these aren't at soccer specific stadiums. These are at like football. you know, these are oh, at yeah. like football stadiums. They they can fill these. They can fill football stadiums for these things. So hey, that we, is what played two years of two. Uh, TCF Bank isn't fifty thousand. Isn't enough. They don't. Yeah, pay. they've got turf there though. I think most of these. I oh, don't know. Really? I, I think so. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe fifty isn't even big enough, and I don't know if the. I don't know if it's wide enough even for what they'd want. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's just 11 better cities than, than this one to host a, a World Cup game. Well, uh, the good news is that next time they're in the World Cup qualifying and it's 25 below, they can have a game against Costa Rica up here or some damn thing or Trinidad Tobago like they did. <laughs> That's or, right. There's still guys that. Some of those Honduras guys had to have their foot removed from it. Was they froze to death basically? The one guy was in the hospital for three days. That was the dumbest event we've ever had in the history of Minnesota sports. <laughs> Out there, it's eighteen below zero, and we're playing soccer. It's uh, kind of if that's the only way you could beat Honduras, you should fold it up anyway. So. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how they fare in the World Cup this year they in Qatar. Hopefully, my dear friend Bruce McGuire, my soccer guru, will uh, listen to this and can correct me on everything I said that was wrong. So, <laughs> I'm sure they will. Um, all right, Patrick, that's good for me. That's good for you. Uh, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks because no shows all next week, as I've mentioned a couple times here. July Fourth, huh? Uh, back. Yeah, well, maybe maybe July maybe July fifth. How about July fifth? Okay. All right, good. All right, sir. Bye bye.